Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mum and Mama podcast. I do hope you are well. Happy Christmas. Um, Thanks as always to my lovely sponsor, Golding Accountancy. We are golding.com for all your accountancy needs. How are you? I hope you're good and you're not afflicted by any of the awful things that are going around at the moment. Everyone seems to be coming down with whatever. Um, I am good. I'm good. I'm excited. I'm doing a series of podcasts with women who've got endometriosis about their different experiences of it and the care that they have received. And it is very interesting. So they'll be coming out soon. But it's really nice to talk to people who are going through what you've been through. And that's, that is one of the reasons why I started this podcast, because when you know that you're not the only one, it's very reassuring. And people have so many great tips and advice to give when they've been through what you've been through. And you learn so much from talking to people. So yeah, it's, I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm not very with it today. I'm, um, I'm a bit knackered, so I'm gonna be rambly. So I'm sorry, but I hope you're good. This week, on the podcast I've got one of the people that I wanted to get on ever since I started doing the podcast she is my good friend's mother and the reason why I wanted to get her on is because her social life has always been better than mine she just goes out and does everything and lives life to the fullest and she's such an inspiration to me so I wanted her to get on to talk about (laughs) (laughs) why her life's so exciting and she also does a lot of good in the world she's been a Samaritan for years so we talk a bit about that and about her uh, life working in the library as well so it's very interesting I hope you enjoy it it's the lovely Jenny Jenny Meads Um, and I'll see you in a bit Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Work. Work. You. I'm trying to think. When was the last time I saw you in real life? It was ages ago. Was it at the film thing? Was there a film? No, maybe not. When we, yeah, we went to see. Oh, did you? Did you come to that when we went to see Pip's film at the yeah. cinema in London with B? Yeah, that's right. I think that was then. Was yeah. that? Well, that couldn't have been last year. Could no, it? no, it must no, have it must been, have been before. before. Yeah. <gasps> Before wow. all this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should introduce you. Today I'm joined by the very lovely Jenny Meads, a.k.a. <laughs> Scroobius Pip's mum. <laughs> you should get that on a T-shirt. I, I should get that on that. a T-shirt. No, I haven't. I really ought to get one. <laughs> you should do. <laughs> and I've, ever since I started this podcast, I wanted to get you on because you are my inspiration as being a single mum yeah in you know in many ways but and I can't believe it's taken so long to actually make it happen (laughs) because it's always been like well yeah I've got to get Pip's mum on um but you have done quite a few podcasts I've I've done the odd haven't you here and there (laughs) famous in your own right how are you I'm fine I'm fine yes Busy as always. So I, the re- one of the reasons why you're so inspiring to me is because your social life, I think, <laughs> is probably busier than mine ever has been. <laughs> ever. <laughs> and I did used to go out quite a lot. Um, you're always here, there and everywhere doing all these amazing things with your group. Is it called Spice? Spice UK, yeah. yeah. Yes. Which is, well, tell us about Spice. Well, Spice is a social group. Um, it runs right across the country. So at Spice UK, I belong to the London group, um, although I can go to events in Scotland or Yorkshire or wherever. Um, during lockdown, it has been absent, an absolute lifesaver because um, they have put on so many events via Zoom, you know, We've had fancy dress via Zoom. We've had a day at the races where we've watched races and put bets on and things. We have um, poker sessions, not with real money, but I've got a poker night on Saturday. So, Oh, brilliant. (laughs) Um, And it's just a social group. Lots of people go, oh, dating thing. And they go, no, no, it's not dating. It's just that you've got couples there, you've got single people and... We do all sorts. We go out for meals. We go on. Hol- I've got a holiday booked in January. Fingers crossed um, to Lapland with them. Oh wow! Um, when I retired, oh, wow. I Can went. You take my kids, <laughs> please. <laughs> no, I'm going to be the kid. <laughs> um, when I retired, I um, I went on probably my first holiday with them, which was um, to Cuba. So I went to Cuba yes. with 30 people I'd never oh, met before. Oh, was that your first one? Well, the first one with proper holiday. I'd had weekends oh, yeah. and breaks with them, but I hadn't done an abroad break with them. And um, as I say, I went to Cuba with 30 people never Sorry, met Sorry, Jenny. That's all right. Juno's, I've, do, I've got Juno off sick. It's Pip's mum. Come and say hello. <laughs> but then you've got to go out and leave me alone for an hour, please. She's got a cold. Oh, bless. Again. Quickly come say hello. Because I'm recording and the microphone's there, so you can't be jumping on the bed. Because I remember when you were going to Cuba, because I think you went just before I went for my 40th. Mm, mm. Or did you go, because you came round for dinner, didn't you? Yes. You came to us for dinner. But was that... I can't remember whether it was before or... No, was it... I'd been been and I brought all all the sort of information I'd been given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it was brilliant. I say, went with all these people I'd never met, and I've made great friends. That's so lovely. How long had you been a member of the group for before you went to Cuba? Uh, quite a few years because I'd done yeah. um, 
I think the first event I did with them was uh, badger watching. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, why would I ever think of doing that? And it was on their list. Yeah. So, um, where where did you go to do that? Well, you got these instructions. That going, is a toad, <laughs> is it, for something? <laughs> Oh, but yeah. it was it was really <laughs> secret squirrel because it was um going to the lay by on the A whatever <laughs> and you'll You're be lucky met. You didn't walk into something. <laughs> <laughs> but the next one was just the same. I did wolf uh, walking with wolves with oh, them. Wow. And oh, so, you know I'd love that. She loves a wolf. Oh, oh, I bet that was amazing. It was. Did and you again. Get, did that, you like half of them on a lead? Yes, yes, we walked <gasps> with them in a the field and, and I, I had my hand down and this wolf is sort of um sniffing my hand and I was like, Oh my god <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> This is a wolf and it was just amazing, yeah. Oh um, I'd love to do that. Oh, it, it was, it was absolutely amazing. Um at that time, they also did wing walking and things like that. Obviously, at the moment, they're not doing that sort of thing. But I did, I well, never a, quite fancied that. On a plane? Yeah, you you could do that. But <laughs> oh, <no>. you also <laughs> had meals out and um, and and or go to the theatre or all sorts of things. So how did um, you find them? Um, I think I was looking for um holidays to go by myself and yeah. it it just popped up on a on, online and um, yeah. I thought oh that sounds good because you know what it's like when you're by yourself it's it's fine most of the time but at weekends all your friends who are married are doing family stuff and they don't really you you feel bad saying do you fancy going for a meal or do you fancy going for a you know and so yeah. um I, I sort of thought, right, I'm going to join that. So I did, I've, I've had some amazing things with them. And recently we did, um, they had their um, Ruby anniversary ball. Oh, wow. In Manchester, which was um, probably the first, the second thing I did out at sort of big event yes, um, since yeah. lockdown. So, um, and they were really good. You, you all had to prove you'd had your jabs and that you had yeah. a, a, um, a negative lateral flow beforehand and things like that so um, yeah and and the ball um it started what well, we had pre-drinks went into dinner at seven thirty. um that went on till two o'clock and then they had after party with uh bacon butties silent disco and um a bucking bottle <laughs> What time did you get to bed, Jenny? I was quite good. I went to bed sort of half two, three-ish. And I think oh, okay. it went on to one and then went the after party started at one. Yeah. And I went to bed about half two. But some people were up till four. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's lovely. But, yeah, it's, it's um, really good fun. So where are... So you can go to events anywhere in the country. How yeah. do you access Is it all online? It's online. Just put in Spice UK and it'll come up. And um, as I say, there there are um, organisers in different parts of the country and they'll organise things for their area. Um, but when I was working, if I ever went to... Um, if I had a conference somewhere... I would always look at the spice in that area and see if they had anything on that I could yeah. just pop along to. So, yeah, so that was really, it's, it's really good. Scottish ones, um, I quite often have done Scottish bits and pieces um, when I've been up to see my cousin. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm now, since lockdown... I my my I'm going to work my way around the country and do something in all the different. Brilliant, <laughs> yeah. Because well, I've met. Oh, I've dropped my phone. My earphone. Um, <laughs> I I've um. Say online, you've met all these all the people in different parts of the country, yeah. and they're like old friends. So, so I went to oh, the Edinburgh so Fringe, and it was like oh, so yeah. lovely to meet up with all these people I'd seen online. So. Yeah, yeah. So oh. It's been good fun. And what is the 
Is it more women than men, or is it a complete mix of people? There's prob there is a it's a good mix. Probably more women than men. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think women will go out and do things more easily. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the kind of age range? Um, well, they have got. They used to have an under forties separate coordinator. Um, now yeah. they're linked in with. Um, they haven't really got an age thing. As they're tending to be, I guess, sort of um, probably forties upwards. But there's younger people. Um, I can't remember the name of the group they've just joined with um, that they help organise in London. Um, Thinking Bob, and they okay. tend to be slightly younger people, but yeah, you know it's it's changed over lockdown. You've had loads of people have have, have sort of come onto the online things that yeah. perhaps have just tripped over it. So it say so it's quite a good mix of ages. It's such a good idea. And it is. I, I can imagine how great it was during lockdown as well because yes. it did i did think of you like one of the first things i said to pit bowsy mum and he was like she's going out more now indoors than she was normally yes, so i was yes, like oh that's great we we had dancing some evenings till two o'clock in the morning so just somebody would play music or and we'd be bopping around so yeah it was good fun oh it's so lovely and until i got told by my other son Please keep the noise down. <laughs> I hadn't realised how how the um, sound travels. Brilliant. So, I also wanted to talk to you about your the work that you do because you do really important work with the Samaritans, don't you? How long have you been doing that for? Well, I, I reckon I've probably been a Samaritan about fifteen years ish. Um, I, wow. I said to someone a while back, they said, how long have you been a Samaritan? I went, oh, five or six years. And they went, well, I've been here 12 years and you were here when I came. And I went, all right, OK. You know what we're like? We don't really think about time as such. You know, I never yeah. know how old anybody is. And even Ian yeah. and David, it's people go, how old are your sons? And my friends answer for me. <laughs> but, mm. yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how how did you get into it? Um, I had always sort of um, been aware of them, um, probably with the very old posters you used to see of a black telephone. And that's what yes. I thought about yeah. when, when I thought of Samaritans. And then um, somebody I worked with um, volunteers and she was doing... Um, she was having a, a Samaritan fundraising stall um, at um, an air show. And she was saying to me how difficult it was to get people to come along and to shake a tin. People don't like doing that. And I went, well, I don't mind doing that. I'll come along. <laughs> it used to be one of my favourite things I did with my mum and dad when they used to do charity things. I love to get a collection thing and you see people trying to avoid you and you sort of... yeah. <laughs> don't exactly chase them but um <laughs> but anyway i said to her, i digress i said to her i'll come down and help so i came down i went down and i held it in and um so many people put money in and said if it wasn't for you lot i wouldn't be here and that wow. just tipped me out. i thought that's it i went back that evening and put my application in um uh, because I've been very lucky. I've always had people to talk to. And at yeah. the same time-ish was when David lost his friend. And he yes. was so, yeah. um, you know, we talked about how how awful it was that he didn't know. You know, the, the, yeah. the, 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 the lad hadn't been able to talk to his friends. And yeah. I just thought that's so, so sad. Was it and, on his 21st yeah, birthday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I sort of thought, do you know what? <laughs> so those different things sort of um, made me apply. I did have yeah. to wait about a year before I got an interview. Um, oh, wow. And then, uh, which at the moment, some branches are even longer. We've had a lot of people apply. Um, oh, that's good. 
It is, but I don't think people quite understand that you have to... Um, you have to do to be able to offer a 24 7 service it means you can't just say well I'm only going to do Wednesday afternoons because yeah you know it it's the branch actually needs you all sorts of times so yeah. I am quite careful when when I interview people um, I do explain to them about the fact that we do a twilight, what we call a twilight shift, which for our branch yeah. is um, 11 p.m. till 2 a.m. Yeah. And then we do a night shift, which is 2 a.m. till 6 a.m. Yeah. And as long as we have everybody in the, the branch doing some, we are fine. But yeah. if, you, if we get a lot of people that sign up and then go, well, I can't do nights... Yeah. And you go, well, you do need to do a night every um, couple of months. Don't expect it every, yeah. every, every month. But um, my, my feeling is that if everybody did a night, we'd probably only end up doing two a year. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. people have lives and there are reasons why some people can't. We've got a lot of yeah. um, older volunteers who can't drive at night as easily now as they used so to do you so, have to do it in can you not do it from home do you have to no do no it in it's all center? done in the branch it's all done in the okay. branch um which I, th I lots of people say why can't i do it from home but imagine you sitting doing a call in your bedroom on your bed and you have a suicidal call or a call that it really upsets you because it doesn't yeah. mess you get upsetting calls even if they're not particularly suicidal yeah Every time you go and sit there, you're going to remember that, aren't you? If you're upset yes. by a call. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I do believe that you've got to have somewhere that you can just shut the door. Um, and some yeah. people are lucky enough, lucky enough to have an office and things. But we're very, very much on support. So we only run a shift, and this is right through the organisation, if we have two people. And you support your colleague when you're on shift. So you might be on a phone and they're on a phone. And you can hear that something upsetting is going along. As soon as your call finishes, you go and help them out, even if it's just yeah. making them a cup of coffee, you know, but you're there to give them that support. And yeah. I think that is so valuable. And we talk to a leader who leads from home at the start of the shift and the end of the shift. So you have a chance to discuss anything that concerns you. And we all have calls yeah. sometimes where we think, oh, my goodness, I must have said the wrong thing because they went off upset or they went off and said, well, I'm not talking to you, you know. Um, and and sometimes you think, oh, God, I could have said could have said that better or whatever. And it's really good to be able to discuss that with, with a leader. And then you can leave it behind. Um, yes, one of yeah, the yeah. best tips I got when when I started volunteering was always have some good music in the car for your journey home. Yeah. <laughs> Just... <laughs> put everything behind oh. you <laughs> oh, as one of my friends did it for a little while mm. and the most shocking thing when she started was when she told me that you don't if you get a suicidal call you're literally just there to listen to them you can't intervene in any way yeah you know and and i think she told me a story of she was on the call with a suicidal person and she knew that there was a child in the house and she never found out the outcome of what happened and yeah i yeah. wish that i could do that but i don't think i could handle that i don't think i'd be able to i don't I, know how much it would affect i think me. that's one of the I mean? one of the good things is that you don't know because otherwise you would be Yes, yeah, questioning yeah. yourself, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think we we have quite strict safeguarding rules in place these days. So, um, and we do, we don't. We're not that. Lots of people come along and think that Samaritans is about um, stopping people and you know saying you can't do this and what have you, and it is, but not in that way. We talk. Yeah. We hope that by talking to people. We give uh, and listening to them rather than talking to them, just listening to them. We give them enough space to come up with the the resolutions they need. 
Um, yeah. And and so we do sort of try and um, we would hope that we could talk to somebody and that they would change their mind. We don't encourage do have, suicide. Do you get any training? Oh, yes. The, the training is very, very... We um, And it's constantly being updated. We had... Yeah. Obviously, at the start of lockdown, we had to change ev- the way we operated quite drastically because we put everything yeah. onto Zoom. Um, so, whereas before you'd meet, when I did my training, um, I think sort of 10 or 12 of us would meet every week in the centre and we would have our training for about 10 weeks. Um, I think at the moment there's six modules and it can last. Um, between five and eight weeks at the moment. Um, but then what, and that's your sort of the training to handle the different situations, to talk yeah. through how you might handle them, to talk through how you might feel, as well as how the caller might be feeling, because that's the, the, the key thing is feelings. We do always ask people to tell us about their feelings. How do you feel about that? You know, why do you think you feel like that? Um, yeah. But once you have the training, you then have um, usually have um, a, a more experienced volunteer to sit with you when you come into the call room, the duty rooms, and you will sit and listen to a call. Um, and then you will, when you are feel ready, you take calls. So you'll listen to how they manage a call. Um, yeah. And then, um, let's say, then you will start taking calls. But when when somebody calls us, we have no idea who they are. We can't see their phone number. Yeah. Same when they, yes, if they yeah. email us, we can't see their email. We don't, it, it's all cloaked. It's totally yeah. anonymous. So unless they tell us where they are, you know, yeah. um, what their name is, we can't actually get help to them. Yeah. Um and, and that, that that is um you know quite quite sad sometimes that you yeah. where people are determined they don't want any help and you do try to get some information and um but but I, we don't I, we, we don't report things when uh we get Yeah. There are times when we will when if we have certain amounts of information from a safeguarding point of view, you know, the yes, organisation yeah. has to be safe. Um, but yeah. generally speaking, we have no idea who people are unless they yeah. tell us. Well, always, we don't know who they are unless they tell us. Yeah. Did you notice the calls go up dramatically since the start of COVID? The calls were constant before that. Um, yeah. when, you're, when you're on duty, you put the phone down, it rings immediately. Really? Yeah. Um, one of the things we are desperately trying to get more volunteers trained up for is because particularly in the middle of the night, so between probably between 10 and 5, the call waiting times can be quite long. And yeah. that's the thing we, we really need to get rid of, the, those call waiting times. But we need people to do shifts in that time of night. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and And... It's so frustrating because you you interview and you say, you will have to do these. And people go, yes, yes, yes. And then when it comes to it, they go, no, I couldn't do that. Can't can't do the middle of the night, you know. Uh, We're very lucky in our branch. We've got got bedroom. So our volunteers, um, if they're coming in for the two till six shift, they can, we've got a couple of bedrooms, they can actually come in beforehand and grab a couple of hours sleep. Or if they're yeah. coming off the 11 till 2, they could grab a couple of hours sleep while yeah. uh, before going home and waking the family up. You know, if you've yeah. got this, um, young children, coming in and out at yes. 2 or, or, or early yeah. hours can, can be disturbing. So some people like to um, stay and so, but say we're lucky we've got, we've got the facilities to be able to do that. Yeah. Are there any qualities that you would say that people need to have in order to volunteer or I think can anyone you do just it? need to i think anybody can do it they need to be able to listen and to yeah. understand yeah. that things are private that it's you know it's not something you can 
you know, yes. you can't go and broadcast. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you can't go onto Twitter and say, my duty last night, I had such yeah. and such a call. And that, you know, that, that's not, not on. Has that ever happened? And you've had to tell Not that I'm off. aware oh, of, no. 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 I but I think, I think in the past, people didn't, own up to being Samaritans and there are still people now who don't look it was very very sort of um you know because it is so um anonymous you didn't tell people um Ah. and and in the past (laughs) I do I'm I'm not worried um, (laughs) but in the past the calls and things were much more local so you were more likely to have local calls so I think people didn't tell people in case they suddenly discovered they were talking to the person next door or something like that but these days because technology is so amazing um, yeah in my branch I can be talking to people in Scotland and then the next call might be somebody in Devon and I might have a call from somebody in Ireland you know or Wales and it, it could come from anywhere the way the system works is it looks at all the volunteers who are logged on and it sends the call to the person that's been waiting the nanosecond longest. So, yeah. Um, so yes, the phones do ring constantly. Um, wow. Hmm. Well, thank you for doing such a lovely thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just talking before... to people. <laughs> no, I know, but it, it's hard. No one's going to phone with a nice story. <laughs> oh, they do sometimes. Okay. Oh, do yes. they really? Yes, we really? do. We do get people who say, I'm, I know that you're not the person I spoke to, but I spoke to somebody last week and it really, really helped me. So we do, oh, not huge nice. numbers, but we do yeah. occasionally get that back. And it might be that they spoke to somebody in Scotland or Ireland or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you get those calls from time to time where people oh, say, that's nice. you know, thank you. Yeah. We still don't know what or who yes, or where, yeah, but, yeah. but they do occasionally. But, so it is nice sometimes. And you do have the calls. The thing is, you, you come off a call and you go, that that was a really good call because when they came on, they might have been feeling really upset. And when they left, we actually laughed before they, you know, had a, had a laugh before they left. So, you know... Yeah. That's not every call, but the the occasional calls like that, and it, you just think, yeah, that's worth it. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so your job before you worked for the library, didn't yes, you? yes. Do you feel like that prepared you? Did you get lots of people talking to you in the library? <laughs> it actually it was quite difficult to start with because in a library, I'm very much about. helping people to find the right answer to things and, you know, giving them information. And with Samaritans, you don't do that. You don't give... We don't give advice at any time. We don't say, oh, this is what you should do Um, because it's their life. It's not my life. It's their life. And they've got to do the thing that's right for them. So um, we do occasionally signpost to specific organisations if if we're asked but generally yeah. so it was the complete reverse because if somebody had come into the library and they would go okay I've got a dinghy how do I get it the puncture repaired you go right well you need, you find out and you'll get say well yeah. you need to get this and you can get that from there and you can do that. but the same with Samaritans you don't do that yeah <laughs> <Shame>. <laughs> but I loved working in libraries I have to say how did you was that your first job kind of did you do that from no when I left school I I was a hairdresser were you really I did not know that did you not know yes um, I was a hairdresser so um yeah was that because you're from south london aren't you Beckenham, Originally. excuse me, Beckenham, Kent. Sorry, excuse sorry. me. Sorry. It used to be Kent. It's Lewisham <laughs> now, but <laughs> sorry, you're from <laughs> Kent. <laughs> yeah, it shows how long ago because Beckenham was Kent when I was doing it. It's not Kent anymore. <laughs> but yes, um, I, I, in all honesty, I left school because I was too frightened of taking exams. 
Looking oh, back, really? I can see that. At the time, yeah. I was like, no, I want to be a hairstylist and I want to do my exams in that, which I did. I did my city and guilds yeah. and everything. But looking back, I think mm, I think I was just too frightened to to take GCSEs and things. Oh, wow. So I did those later when the kids were little. I, I did yeah. um, evening classes in English and things like that. But um, My mum did that. Yeah. She didn't do... I don't think she got her maths O-level... So I think she did that later on yeah. in life. Yeah. 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 But say, at the time, it was like, no, I, I want to do this and I want to do it properly. So I did my apprenticeship and um, sitting guilds. Oh, well, um, so how long were you a hairdresser for? Probably five or six years. I guess the training was okay. about three years and a couple of years yeah. after that. Um, all at one salon. But... And, and this is going to sound really, really snobbish, and I don't mean it. My friends will be sick of me hearing this, but I'd say when I started, it was a salon. And the lady that owned it was very, um, everything was just so, and you did things in the right way. Um, you, we, we were trained to answer the phone. Um, and, and I still remember that from, that from then, is we would say the name of the head, Jillian's Hairstyles. How can I help you? So, because people don't listen. When you first talk on the phone, they don't, you know, they, it takes a few seconds to get yeah. their mind to go, oh, they've answered the phone. <laughs> so they don't hear yeah. that first bit. So never say anything important in the first bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, she, she did everything just so. And then um, when she retired, um, she sold it to lovely family but it was then you had the kids and the dogs running around the salon so you know while you were trying to work I mean absolute health and safety now would have been <laughs> but at the time it was like no no this isn't right so um yeah yeah and, and and I decided that I was going to move on um they were absolutely amazing. They bought me a car because they didn't want me to leave because Chris and I got married and we bought we, we got a flat in Streatham. So I was yeah. travelling from Streatham to Beckenham in the car and the car was an old banger. And I had been telling my mum that um, we suspected they had paid for the MOT rather than having a real MOT. So it used to break down on the at Crystal Palace. So I get to Crystal Palace, have to stop, refill everything with water and what have you, and then move on to. <laughs> and I'd obviously been telling my mum this because I was in the salon one day doing this lady's hair, um, putting rollers in. So again, it shows how long ago it was. <laughs> and my mum walked into the salon straight up to me and said. I'd rather you died than were maimed in an accident and walked out. <laughs> and this poor lady was like, what? And, I, and then I made it worse by going, it's okay, it was my mum. <laughs> but she, she had obviously been walking to work thinking about it and got herself yeah. all wound up and as she passed the salon because she passed it on the way to work she just marched <laughs> and <laughs> I have inherited that as I'm sure Pip will tell you um, I do have a butterfly mind I flit from here to there and um, yeah again at work uh, funny enough we I was out with some friends yesterday and one of them said, do you remember when we were at work and people would go, how do you know what she's talking about now? And she just went, sorry, I've known her a long time. We were talking about this about three days ago. <laughs> and I just pick up and go, yeah. it flits in my mind. <laughs> I'm a bit like that. Um, so what? So when you left there then... You didn't carry on with hairdressing? No, I left there and I worked in benefit office in Tooting. Oh, okay. Which um, I went to sign on and um, the lady, she said, do you fancy working here? And I went, oh, that sounds all right. So, yeah. so I went to work, um, so civil service. Oh, 
and yeah. um, did a few years there. Um, that was interesting. Um, and then I moved down to Stanford and I transferred to the Gray's office. Um, so in, how come you moved to We couldn't Stanford. afford to buy anything um, in London, quite honestly. And yeah. Chris's firm um, had a factory in Thundersley. So it was always felt that they might move the business down that way. So we yeah. thought, well, let's let's look that way and, you know, yeah. see how we go. And, yeah, we we found a flat in Stanford that we could afford. Yep. So that's how we moved down here. <laughs> yes. So you worked in the Gray's office. Yes. Did you? Yep. Yes. That that was interesting because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I and, uh, when, when When I first started, they went, you'll find some interesting characters. It was a doddle compared to Tooting. Oh, really? We we were between two mental hospitals in Tooting, and and they oh. and and the the patients would very often wander out, wander into into a house, just pick up a coat, and then come in yeah. to sign on, and you'd be looking through trying to find this person, and then you'd peer over and think, ah, stripy trousers, okay, and you'd go and ring and say, I think he might have lost a resident. <laughs> I bet you didn't have any boring days there. It, it was really interesting. It, it was. Yeah. And, and meet, I mean, I like meeting people and just met some really interesting people. Uh, yeah. You know, just amazing. <laughs> but I think the saddest thing, though, was where you would see somebody come in and sign on, and I'm sure it's very much the same now. And then over the weeks as they come in and sign on, you see them getting more and more going down, getting depressed yeah. because they haven't got a job. You know, they've perhaps yeah. come out of a job that had been quite, that they had enjoyed, but they'd been made redundant or whatever. And then they couldn't find the sort of work they wanted. And that was really sad to see. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't imagine it's a, it's a very happy place to work. It's just a mix of yeah. people who they, they, are genuinely, they, yes. yeah. you know, yeah. just down yeah. on their luck, and then people yeah. who are trying to trying it on, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was always quite interesting, and um, so yes, then I came to Grays, and then I had the boys, um, and I used to take them to the library, and um, at that, I came out of the library one day, and the manager chased after me and said. Do you fancy working here occasionally? <laughs> and we used to have what you call um, peak relief. Um, so, so you would, I'd get a phone call saying, someone's gone sick, can you be down here in half an hour? And I yeah. would cover them. Um, I know there's a lot of controversy about zero-hour contracts, but for, for me and for, for um, the libraries, it worked really well because we yeah. didn't have this, you've got to wait by the phone. It was literally... Can you come in? Great. If you can't, doesn't matter. You know, we just move yes. on to the next yeah. person. So um, that worked really well, and it yeah. fitted in. And then, um, um, I guess at some point, the manager said to me, "Why don't you apply for a manager of that job and um, or that library?" And I went, "Oh no, I couldn't do that." <laughs> <laughs> you could she said so um i applied and <laughs> apparently they had advertised and nobody had applied really <laughs> so, so they reopened the post for me and i got it <laughs> <laughs> just because they were so grateful that somebody had applied yeah um so i started off as um manager at chadwell library yeah and so it's, it's always had a soft spot for chadwell library and then I just moved through yeah. um, the various iterations of library Did work. you enjoy it? I loved it. I loved it. Um, I do think the last few years, and as things are now, um, it's much more of a battle because um, people, councils are having to find cuts everywhere. Yes, and they yeah. don't see if if they don't use libraries, they don't see the value, and yeah. 
you know, I really feel that um, libraries always have come into their own when we have high unemployment because yeah. people can't afford people can't afford to buy books they can't afford to buy computers you know yeah. um and and libraries should be they should be key to the community yeah um, and having the same you know some of my library i was again i was talking to somebody the other day and one of the libraries i used to um manage was um the the, the three staff members have been there since the year dot were were leaving and this person was was um a customer and she said all oh, my lovely ladies are going um and and it is sad because i understand that in future that library will be staffed by another library so it'll be different people going there each time depending yeah. on the timetables and i think the the value of having somebody who knows the community and who the community yeah. knows is often underestimated. Yeah, I completely mm. agree. Um, well, they're such a lifeline for people, mm. aren't mm. they? For people to help people who haven't got yeah. computer skills. Whereas everything, you know, the whole yeah. benefit system's online now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and if you haven't yeah. got a computer, and loads of stuff's online now. I can't remember the other day because my friend Nicole, she struggles with doing stuff on I think she's got ADHD mm. and she really struggles with doing online stuff she's only on her phone but she mm. finds it really hard and yeah. she's reasonably young yeah and is used to using a phone but if she was older and completely mm. yeah. not used to any form yeah. of technology yeah. it's like you need someone that absolutely. can absolutely yeah yeah and I think lots of people sort of went oh like you don't need books anymore because everything's online and it's like mm, actually you know yeah there's room in the world for both you know um, yes yeah. I think people kids quite often don't know how to research now in the same way it is different but library staff were there to say actually yes you can look online to find this but you can also look in this book or find that yeah. book which will also give you that information so um there's this room for both and i just think it's yeah. it's a bit sad but i bang on for hours about libraries so yeah. do you know you can get free books well, my dad still goes to the library. Yeah, yeah. He still I stand, regularly uses the library. I stand in the queue at the supermarket and I want to say to people, why are you buying those really expensive magazines? You can get them for free from your library. Yeah. Online, you know, a digital version of yeah. it. You know, just... Yeah. Um, but hey, <laughs> I do restrain myself. <laughs> um, I did also want to talk to you about how it was for you when you became a single parent because your kids were quite old yeah comparatively yes. was yeah. 16 um, yes uh, it must have been about that and um ian was just about to go off to university so yeah um, yeah yeah so um yes it's it's i mean we we always sort of um People are always quite amused because we've stayed quite good on quite good terms. Um, yes, yeah. You know, uh, he comes around at Christmas if if he's not doing anything because we'd rather that, you know, don't want yeah. somebody sitting alone at Christmas. Um, yeah. But yes, um, I, <laughs> I, I think I said to, um, I might have mentioned before, I, I made myself a list of things I wanted to do because not because I wanted to do them but because I felt I needed to know I could if I wanted to if that makes yeah. sense so it's things like yeah. going to the theatre by yourself or even going to the cinema by yourself you know the first yeah. time I went to the cinema I forgot I was by myself it was in times when you sat next to people <laughs> and I went to go oh no I don't know you <laughs> amazing time when david had some tickets for i think it was david gave me some tickets for a show in the barbican and he couldn't go yeah. so i went yeah i'll go and he'd given me two tickets and the person that 
was going to come with me, got held up and couldn't make it. So I was, I went by myself, which was fine. Except when I got there, I had my, my friend's seat was vacant and the seat next to me was vacant, completely <laughs> full theatre. And me sitting there, I mean, Billy No Mates. <laughs> but, but it was all sort of about, well, I can do that if I want to. If there's something I want to see, I know that I can go and see that and yeah. not feel, you know, yeah. weird about it. Um, yeah. When Ian was at Lampeter, he used to, um, he he didn't stay in the university. He had um, accommodation on a farm, which was sort of like converted cow sheds. Really lovely place. And he didn't want to lose it. So he paid for it during the summer when he came yeah. home. So I said, well, you're coming back. I'll go up there for a week by myself. So that was my first holiday by myself. So I stayed in his place. And he, he had told the farmer um, who owned the property that I was coming. And I went up and had a cup of tea with them and get yeah, lovely. Um, and I would sort of like, right, I'm here in Wales by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do lots of exciting things. So I think one day I thought... Or I'll go to Cardiff, and then I got lost and ended up in Aberystwyth. I went, I'll go to Aberystwyth. <laughs> <laughs> and I got on the train and went to um, some sort of cave. There, there was a waterfall or something. I got off this train, and I'm looking. There was There were only a couple of other people on the train, and I thought. Hmm, got to go through those woods to get to this waterfall. Shall I, shan't I? Yes, I marched down there and I got to this bridge over a waterfall. Now, you could see through it. I'm not very good with heights. So yeah. I was standing there giving myself a talking to. <laughs> of course you can go over the bridge. Oh, it looks a bit rickety. I don't think I can. Of course you can. What's the point of coming all this way and not doing it? <laughs> and And then I thought, I hope they haven't got CCTV here because they'll see this person going, you know, turning their head and talking to the not another soul around. <laughs> so I went over the bridge, then I came back and oh, went well back and got done. on the train. <laughs> was it worth it? Yeah, I'm sure it was. I can't remember. I just remember going back, giggling to myself, thinking, yeah. well, if anybody was watching me, that was that would have been... Because I was literally turning my shoulder and my head, talking to myself. <laughs> and then another time while I was there, I went, um, I went to a mine. Again, I was driving along and it said mine tours. And I thought, oh, that'll be good. So I trot in and I pull up and I think people giving me odd looks but never mind I paid and um, most people were in wellies there's me in a white cheesecloth skirt and sandals <laughs> and I sort of thought yeah perhaps not the right attire to go looking around a coal mine but hey it'll wash <laughs> and we went through this tour which was really interesting and then they said well the way out is you've got to climb up this ladder <laughs> to get out of the mine so I'm thinking, yes, ankle length, cheesecloth skirt. So I pulled the back of the skirt through, tucked it in the front, <laughs> climbed up and, and sort of jumped out and sort of let go of the skirt as if it was like, yes, I'm always like this. <laughs> so, yeah, I did do a few silly things, but, um, yeah, I got through my week. <laughs> I felt quite proud of myself that I'd achieved yeah. these things, but then I also felt, well, how silly. Fancy thinking you couldn't do it anyway. <laughs> it's, just the, it's just the first time, is it? I remember the first time, because I used to go to the cinema on, my, cinema on my own quite a lot. Like, if there was a film that I wanted to see and no one else mm. was up for it, I'd just go. And in some ways, because I like watching a film, like I went to the cinema with a very good friend of mine once. Halfway through the film, she got a phone out. <laughs> and I was just like, oh what? my God, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, so I want to enjoy the film. Yeah. So it's quite nice. I'm fine with going on my own. I mean, obviously, I'm, 
it's nice to go with someone because it's nice to share the experience but yeah it's fine yeah um yeah. Oh, sorry my friend even though i've got my thing on do not disturb i'm still getting phone calls on my computer um <laughs> the theater i've not gone on my own and I've never been to dinner on my own. I mean, I've been out when yeah. I've been out and got something to eat, but I've not been like, I'm yeah. going to go to dinner tonight on my own. But then the thing is, my kids are young. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not of an age yet where I'm. I haven't got anything to I do. You haven't got. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. I <laughs> went to. to um, <laughs> I took myself off to one of these um, country house hotels for a weekend and it was really nice and it was in the new forest so I thought that was lovely mm. and I arrived and I had a bar meal which was fine because you can have a bar meal by yourself and you can have a book and you can just disappear that's fine that's perfectly yeah. acceptable and then they said do you want to book dinner in our restaurant tomorrow evening and I went oh no 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 and then I did again I went back to my room gave myself a talking to and went back down and said yes I will book for dinner it was a very nice restaurant, you know, with proper tablecloths and things. Yeah. <laughs> and not the sort of place I could take a book. So um, they were very nice. I had a nice table. The, the waiters and everything, were, waitresses were very attentive. Oh, my God, you don't have to eat a meal quick when you're by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Meal that you go out with friends and spend a whole evening eating. Yeah, I was over and done in about thirty minutes, <laughs> and that was waiting for people to bring. Me. <laughs> so that's what I learned: is that if I do go for a meal by myself, to actually take a bit more time over eating yeah. and and um, you know wait between courses. Otherwise, you're in and out. So. <laughs> You can do it. Yes, I can do it, it if it, I want it's to. It's just the first time, isn't yes. it? Yeah, I think. absolutely. The initial... You, and that's it. It's it's not that I want to do these things by myself. It's just that if the occasion arises, I can. I know yeah. that I can, and that's all that's... So how long had you been single for before you joined the Spice Group? Oh, Spice I can't Girls. remember. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to say that. I guess probably a couple of years. Um, yeah. I, I tried some online dating, but I really didn't like that. I, I didn't like how it made me. It made me really... I'd be looking at and going, oh, what's he wearing a jumper like that for? <laughs> Whereas normally I wouldn't dream of looking at people in that way. I'm very yeah. much about a person is the, per is the person, you know, personality. And That's things. my issue and with it. it. You can't get... You can't get a sense of someone's energy looking at the mm. pictures, and you are yeah. so judgmental. Absolutely. And there's the amount of, because I'm very much, I very rarely think, oh yeah, like most of the time I'm just like, no, no, for whatever reason. But I know mm. that if I was with that person in real life, maybe, that, you know, they're, I'd, I'd really like their energy or they'd be different. Because also people look different in photos. Like I have met for someone before. And they looked so much better in real life than they did in their photos, you know, yeah. and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really, I don't like it. But it's what all the kids are doing. All my nieces, they're like in their early 20s and that's how they, and they're at university yeah. and they still meet people online. I'm like, you're at uni. But you're, you're going out. It's yeah. Nothing beats actually meeting people and talking yes. to yeah. them. And, um, but that's yeah. what they all do. Yeah. But that's what I like about Spice. You haven't got that pressure. It's not yes. you're not going out to meet the one. You're going out and yes. you're just meeting people, and yeah. they may be male, they may be female. You just have a really nice evening chatting to people, um, or, yeah. or doing what event, um, walking. Oh, I think whatever. it's brilliant. Yeah. And yeah. I do honestly. Whenever I see your photos, it, you always look like you're having such a good time and doing so many different things as well yeah it just and, it's brilliant as i say that's what i that's what drew it to me um originally was because there were so many things on there that i think well i've never even thought of doing that yeah you know? <laughs> badger watching I know, it's just <laughs> where did you go for the badger watching 
I no, I, I can't remember. I think it was somewhere the other side of Chelmsford. I'm not really sure. Right. I, I, they just, <laughs> again, I'm not. I, my geography is rubbish. Um, we went like a little hut ju- with night vision goggles. Yes, we went into. We went into. We had these instructions. Don't wear perfume, um, and if you bring a snack, don't bring anything that crackles or yeah. goes when you when you open the can yeah. or the bottle. So I didn't take anything with me. Um, I, I left it in the car because I thought I'm bound to open it and make a noise or something. So, um, and and you did. You went into sort of like a little bird hut thing, and you were just watching through. I was the thing that amazed me more than anything was how noisy it is in the forest in the mid, you know, in, yeah. in a, of an evening. And you're like, you go for a walk in the forest and you go, well, isn't it? It's lovely and quiet. But actually, if you sit and listen, yeah. ever so noisy. <laughs> um, I did see a badger, it did come out. Another lady in the group opened her bottle of Coke, they went, and the badger disappeared. Um. <laughs> But it was, it was. I, I saw the badger, which I was quite pleased about. So, and and there was somebody there from one of the badger organisations who who told us about them and things. But we saw yeah. saw lots of animal, other animals as well. So, it was, it was good. Aww. Good. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for coming on to talk to me. You're it's very been welcome. Seeing you. <laughs> um, and yeah. <laughs> I'll post a link to the spice things if anyone's interested. Yeah, do. Let's say it's really worth looking at. Oh, well, we'll have a lovely time in Lapland. I can't wait to see the pictures for that. So excited. The huskies are massive, apparently. My friend my friend worked as an elf. Actually, she got treated really badly. She left. <laughs> they were really... They were really like really overworked but she had pictures of with the dogs and oh my god they just look amazing yeah 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 i have got my balaclava nice. yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you oh, thank you bye, bye. hi yes that was the lovely jenny oh i haven't seen her for ages um but yeah she is inspirational and it's just nice to know that there is life outside of the normal what people think you should do with your life. Do you know what I mean? Like, as we spoke about, it doesn't matter. Well, if your marriage ends, it doesn't mean your life ends. Sometimes it can mean your life actually gets better. I think a lot of time it does. But yes, so I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll post links to the Spice um, thing if you're interested in signing up. Um, if there's anyone you would like to hear on the podcast please let me know or any topics you'd like me to discuss there's a new episode of the epic mum chat out well there's two new episodes actually because it was so long we had to cut it in half but it's this one's chasing the liar about dealing with um a partner or ex-partner who's lying to you and how you deal with how you respond to that which is kind of the most important thing really because when you're driving yourself mad the only one you're hurting is yourself and sometimes it takes a very long time to realise that and let go. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's um, it's a good chat because I'll, we both know what it's like to be in a situation where you don't think you're ever going to be able to get out of it, but actually you can. So yes, that's on YouTube. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking because I'm a bit waffly. I hope you're okay. Big love to you all. Stay safe and sane, and I'll see you next week. Bye. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.